The Same Hometown Innovations podcast is sponsored by Barnes & Thornburg, LLP. You'll find Barnes & Thornburg at the heart of business, public finance, government law, and economic development. With more than 700 attorneys and other legal professionals, Barnes & Thornburg is one of the largest law firms in the country, serving clients worldwide from offices coast to coast. With a large presence in Indiana and decades of experience advising on public finance and public-private partnerships. Find out more at btlaw.com. Welcome to AIM Hometown Innovations Podcast. This podcast is designed to offer insights, best practices, and innovative solutions for the challenges facing Hoosier cities and towns. Each edition will offer ideas and inspiration while showcasing the talent and commitment of Indiana's local leaders. Enjoy the program. Welcome to AIM's Hometown Innovation Podcast. I'm Matt Greller, CEO at AIM. Uh, I have a great guest here with us today, a little bit different guest than we're we're used to talking to, but one that I think will provide uh, our membership and listeners with a lot of uh, useful information. Chris Jeffers is the State Director for the Indiana Procurement Technical Assistance Center, PTAC is the acronym. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, as I mentioned, this is a little bit different for us. You know, usually we're talking to guests about uh, downtown developments or uh, murals on uh, alleys that have been activated or trail programs or things like that, really uh, intense um, quality of place type things. Maybe just start off by telling us uh, what the Technical Assistance Center does and what your mission is and what your day-to-day functions look like. Absolutely. So PTAC, as it's um, referred to, is uh, we help businesses do government contracting. So anything from um, local, state, or federal government contracting with a real big emphasis on federal contracting. Um, The state of Indiana has really tried to uh, get more federal dollars back to the state of Indiana. Um, And by doing that, we can help our businesses sustain themselves and grow and expand just by introducing the federal government as a new customer. They um, have a lot of different options of how they do business and how they do business with you. So um, we are here to assist businesses of how to get registered for that, how to find opportunities, what do you do when you find an opportunity, and we are free charge. So we are um, funded by the Department of Defense as well as the state of Indiana, and so we are really trying to push, send our message out to allow cities and towns to know that we exist in the first place, Um, and it's an opportunity for their businesses to um, maybe consider doing federal work. So let's say I'm a a town manager in XYZ, Indiana, and I've got a business in my community that needs your resources. How do they get to you? How do they access? How do I help facilitate that process? Um, We have five locations, five offices throughout the state of Indiana. Um, IndianaPTAC.com is our website, and they can either click on the region that they're in and contact that counselor, or they can always contact me directly and I'll help them or get them to the right person. It's just that simple. Good deal. Um, so is there a particular kind of business that you work most often with, or is it big business, um, small business? 
that's the interesting part. It's all over the place. And so a lot of people, I think, have the misconception um, that they um, couldn't do anything for the federal government, specifically defense. Uh, you know, the governor of the state of Indiana is wanting to tri triple our defense dollars in the state of Indiana um, in the next five years. But I think a lot of people, um, businesses think, wow, you know, I don't build anything that goes on a gun or goes on a tank or a missile. So, you know, that's not for me. Or the federal government only does things in $400 million allotments, like these massive, massive contracts. And there's no point that where I could be uh, in that. And that's not true at all. So the federal government has an interesting goal, if you will. Um, obviously, you know, government contracting has goals for women-owned businesses, veteran-owned businesses, disabled veteran-owned businesses. And those are all very important. However, they also have a small business goal. So every federal dollar that is spent, 23% has to go to a small business. And small business is relative. Um, I caution people that immediately think a small business is 10 people. And that is a small business, but it's a small business compared nationally. So a manufacturing company can have less than 1,500 employees and still be considered small. Now, in your community or your town, that may be a very large employer to you. But compared to Lockheed Martin, <laughs> right, or Boeing, you're a small business. And so take advantage of that. Um, last year in 2020, and I always like to, um, I think money talks, money always talks. But um, for example, um, in fiscal year 2020, the federal government, um, $132 billion went to small businesses nationwide. And I think I always want to reinforce that's a B, not an M. It's a billion. Um, and so $132 billion um, for small businesses. And um, Indiana was around $800 million. So, you know, I wasn't a math major, but if, you know, a simple math, you can tell we're not getting our uh, fair share, if you will, in that pocket. And so our push is really just to educate companies and towns and mayors and everybody that, you know, we exist, we are here to help. Um, and we have, um, and to consider getting a bigger piece of that pie, um, you know, not leaving money on the table. Yeah, I think that's a, obviously a good goal. Maybe um, give some specific examples. So uh, a mayor, a town manager, a council <laughs> member that's listening to this probably could relate best as talk about maybe a company or two that has gone through the process in Indiana, what kind of application they had, what, what all the details were, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, there's such a, a wide variety, but I'll, I'll try to hit a couple um, from different side, different areas, if you will. Um, you know, we've had great success with, uh, obviously we're a manufacturing state. We've always been a manufacturing state. And we'll always uh, probably have some form of manufacturing in the state of Indiana. Um, but machine shops, um, from engineering machine shops, even, um, MSP aviation in Bloomington, um, there've been so many companies that are providing, uh, parts that go on those tanks, um, and have done well, but our racing community, we're working with racing companies in the state of Indiana. Um, they build things fast and light. Um, but it can also be, um, we have a company that, uh, makes organic dog biscuits and she sells to TSA for all the TSA dogs. And that's a government contract. You know, you just don't think about it that way. Right. 
Um, we have a federal prison in the state of Indiana. It's in Terre Haute. People don't realize that it's there or they forget that it's there, but all their food products, all their services. We have a barber shop that has a contract in the prison um, because they still need haircuts. And there's just so many applications. And so we always challenge businesses. I bet I can find a fit um, for what type of contracting um, your company could do. Last year in 2020 in Indiana, we had, um, our companies did business with 40 different federal agencies. Um, the top one, of course, was Department of Defense. Defense, you know, they have a lot of money. Um, Veteran Affairs, we have a hospital in the state of Indiana, Veteran um, Hospital in Indiana. But we also have some prizes, surprises, like there's the Peace Corps. Um, we have a lot of companies in Indiana that provided PPE and different food products to, through the Peace Corps to companies during the pandemic. Um, we have NASA. NASA has been doing a lot of research and, you know, there is an application for high research companies. Um, TechShot down in Southern Indiana is doing a lot of work with NASA and some incredible uh, 3D flesh printing machines and just some crazy things uh, and really cool things. Um, but we have bolts, um, widgets. Um, there's just everything imaginable the federal government buys. So a million, a million years ago, right out of college, I, I worked for a company that did some defense contracting. And one of the contracts we had was aboard Navy ships trying to help them how they store trash on board. Of all mm-hmm. I remember sitting in the, the kitchen, for lack of a better description, <laughs> looking down at a, there was a bag of popcorn there and I flipped it over and it said made in Indiana. Yep. So the, the popcorn supplier at the time to the Navy was from Indiana. So maybe... Those kinds of things, I guess, we don't even think about or would be able Don't even think about. Um, we're um, Department of Agriculture. Um, there's just so many applications uh, for federal contracting. And But now, now saying that, I can tell you, you know, that the federal government has recognized that their process is cumbersome, that it is confusing. There's a lot of acronyms. There's a lot of registrations. That's why Congress created the PTAC program in the first place. And so every state has a PTAC. Um, um, they recognize that, and um, but they've also recognized that the more businesses that participate in federal contracting, the better prices the federal government gets, the more innovation that they get. They have always, always every study they've done, they've proven that smaller businesses are more nimble. They're able to maneuver faster. Um, you know, big companies like Boeing or Lockheed Martin are the same as the big, as the federal government. They're so large, it takes them a while to do new things too. And so, you know, they're encouraging new businesses to get in the market because it keeps their prices down and new innovation. So, but they have recognized it is not, it, it is, it's the government. So there's, there is paperwork. So uh, a mayor that's listening to this right now says, oh, wow, I've got this company in town and they do X. I bet it could be eligible. They call you. Um, how difficult is the actual process of going through and getting certified, all those kinds of things? Um, well, that's the um, beauty of we do it all the time. And so we have a lot of different checklists and a lot of guides of what you need to be done before you start the process of registrating in SAM. So SAM registration and the system for award management is the federal government's way to pay you. So it's always important to do that, right? Um, Because they don't issue checks anymore. Everything's done through SAM. 
Um, but that process, um, what paperwork you have to have ready, um, we have a checklist for that and we will help the company go through all that so that it's seamless and it's easier um, to get through. And then once that's done, you know, then we work with the companies, you know, is do you have a other certification that you could have? Are you a woman owned business? Are you a veteran? You know, are there certifications that we can get you that would also help you in federal contracting? Um, the federal government also does set asides um, just for those businesses. So that's a little different. Um, um, but then we also have, I think one of the biggest features that we have, um, um, is that we have a bid match program that once you get registered and we find out what you sell and your product, what it is and who you should sell it to, um, we have a bid match system. It's an electronic system that would email the company every day of every match of every federal opportunity that's coming out. And that's all free. Um, and we help not even just that. It's what do you do when you get the first solicitation? What does that mean? You know, we will, our counselors walk through the business. What does this mean? What are they asking for? Is this something I can do? Um, and then the proposal writing. So. Other than, you know, getting the word out, um, mm -hmm. which I think we can help do, which we're trying to do today as part of this interview. What, what else can our membership, our mayors, council members, clerk treasurers, managers help you do to get the word out about this program and, and uh, get it more widely known? Um, it really starts local. Um, I think a lot of businesses in Indiana, I don't know if Indiana is unique, but they really um, listen more to a local connection than they do the state of Indiana coming in and telling you what we could do for you. And so just having the local cooperation um, it is critical um, just to get the word out and then just assistance. And so everything leads into something else, um, you know, IEDC. So I'm hosted by the Indiana Economic Development Corporation. That's the state agency that I'm in. Um, so we also have other resources with um, ISBDC and business development to tax incentives from our BD folks um, and helping businesses grow and expand. And so we're trying to build this state one-stop shop and full service for businesses and mayors and counties. And so um, just helping us share the word, we can come down and do workshops. We can meet with your chamber, your Lido, your Rito, whatever it may be. Um, but again, just trying to build a culture in Indiana that we're all in this together. And, you know, I may not be able to help you, but I sure know someone that can. And so that's kind of the relationships that we're trying to build. Yeah, it makes sense. We, uh, we certainly have those outlets and I know, you know, a lot of local officials just have informal, you know, main street meetings or business meetings types mm -hmm. monthly put this in their, uh, their quiver of uh, things to help with folks locally. Anything else, uh, IEDC, I know this is your primary focus, but anything mm -hmm. else that you want to talk about that, that, uh, folks here on the listening might want to know? Um, Beyond just government contracting, yeah, I mean, you know, IEDC does have a lot of resources and the state of Indiana has a lot of resources and we're partnering with um, some other sister agencies, if you will. So um, the Department of Administration and the Transportation Department, they obviously do their own contracting. And so I know we've talked a lot about federal contracting, but there's also opportunities doing state contracting and we can help the business, those businesses get those certifications and opportunities as well, um, as well as and within our agency alone, the Indiana Small Business Development Centers are located throughout the state of Indiana as well. 
and they're a free service as well. And so, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, we're all free, you know, use us, you already pay for us. Every day you pay your taxes, you're paying for us. Um, but um, they can help a business uh, with their business planning, their accounting systems, their forecasting, their product development. So they are an incredible resource um, for locals to use as well. And, um, and then just our business development team, um, when it comes to site selection or new companies wanting to move to Indiana or our companies that wanting to expand or grow, the ability that um, IEDC has to help, help locals in the community do that. Um, sometimes I think people just need to know that that's, that opportunity is available, especially new mayors, right? New mayors or new town council, they may not know that these um, programs exist or that the assistance is there. And so just you guys helping me share the word and get people talking about it, I think that's the beginning. Yeah, it's a great point. You know, we, we had a bunch of new mayors elected, uh, took office in January of 2020. For oh, the I can't imagine. <laughs> Last 16 months, all they've really done is, I shouldn't say all they've done, but a good portion of what they've done is, have done is pandemic response. So, you know, baptism by fire. <laughs> now's the time uh, to open yeah. up to other things that they can, they can work mm -hmm. on, of course. Anything well, and else you, know, that you want to share with the group? Um, no. And I do think, though, that um, we have had a bigger push for government contracting during the pandemic, which is interesting, not beyond the PPE stuff. You know, Indiana did rally and we had companies change what they did to start making uh, masks and, and, and gowns. And it's crazy the ability that our companies were able to adapt to that. But we also had companies where maybe their commercial sales dried up a little bit or slowed down. And the federal government never did. And so I think it's a great time to think about, you know, you should never change your entire business to fit the federal government's way of doing business, but they're a great supplement to your business. It's a steady stream. It's a great way to add on to your business. And so we have seen that kind of push, if you will, a little bit more interest in doing it. Um, but we just, uh, again, uh, Indiana is here to help and to serve and uh, more than welcome if any mayors or towns would like to talk further or reach out to me directly or want us to come down and talk about it. Um, you know, we can do that and I can bring my fellow um, co-workers as well, whether they like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us uh, here on the AIM Hometown Innovations podcast. Uh, it was great to learn about PTAC and uh, look, to, look forward to partnering with you uh, going forward. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you so much. The same Hometown Innovations podcast was sponsored by Barnes & Thornburg, LLP.